The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, January nineteenth. Thank you for joining us. We got a we got a Frankenstein podcast for mm. you today. I'm David Hellman. I think I was doing the math on this before we did the show. Some uh, ten years of, of NFL playing experience. I'm here with Isaiah Stanback and Danny McRae. Okay. That sounds about right. And then Mick. Do we have to go there? 45, <laughs> 45 combined years of Cowboys coverage on the other side of the table. What's, What's up, y'all? Man? What's up, man? Oh, what's going How's it on, going? Dave? And then we have Dave. Hey, <laughs> hey! I threw my I threw my ten years. You in did there. absolutely. Are, we, are, are you higher up than that? No, no, you got it. I was thinking so. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's enough. Mix like let's not <laughs> talk like, about go this back anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the eighties. All right, so I had a couple things I wanted to get into today, right. which it's ironic because we found out this morning. Mike McCarthy is going to do his uh, kind of wrap-up press conference, which if there was any if there was any doubt about his future here, not saying that there was, but if there was any, that probably puts it to rest that he is addressing the media. But I think it's funny. So we don't we obviously haven't had a chance to react to that, right? Mm. But I'm curious. We've had 72 hours to digest. Is there anything from Sunday's loss? That is on your mind more or that has changed now that you've had some time to digest it. Maybe the emotions of the matter are gone. Any Anything that you're feeling differently about on Wednesday than you were on Monday? Not for me. Not for me. I think I feel the same way. I've been feeling the same way all season long. You know, I mean, I think they have to figure out a way to address the issue with this with this team, um, really within this organization. It's not just this team. What's been going on? What can they put your finger on that's that's been a, that's been a roadblock for this team having success in the playoffs? And, you know, I'm not sure what that is. And I I know Jerry's beyond frustrated in terms of trying to figure out what it is because as his job, and everybody's always calling for Jerry. Jerry needs to step aside. His job is to put together the best coach staff and the best roster he possibly can. And I think he did that this year. And to still come up short, I can only imagine the level of frustration that he has. And, you know, this, but this team, to be fair, this team did show a lot of signs that really kind of accumulated and really led up to what showed up this past Sunday in terms of their inability to be consistent offensively, in terms of their inability to stop the run, in terms of their inability to be, um, you know, to, to obviously get the ball in their playmakers' hands. All these things really started showing up, and it's unfortunate that that was on display, and obviously in a playoff game that they needed to win to accelerate their way towards, towards um, you know, obviously their ultimate trophy, which is the Lombardi. But this, this something has to has to change, and we talked about yesterday on talking Cowboys in terms of how I just didn't hear a lot of the the conversation was never revolving around what was going to happen down the road. Like what was what's the this is supposed to happen in a regular season? We're supposed to beat up on these guys. Our future and what really matters is the playoffs. And you didn't hear a lot of the, that kind of uh, rhetoric in this during this year, but you heard a lot of praise in terms of all the success that happened during the regular season. Um, and I'm always one of those individuals that's always looking, hey, what's going to happen down the road? Like this stuff, that really doesn't matter. This is this is kind of this 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 has to happen in order for you to take care of business down the road. But like that's what really matters. Regular season, 12 and five. Mick was here when I was my my rookie year. I want to say a freshman year um, in 2007. We went 13 and three. We had 13 Pro Bowlers, but it doesn't matter. We lost after the after we had our bye week. And, you know, I sort of, and and I know they've had uh, past failures in uh, the playoffs. Uh, I equate this one to the 2007 one Mm -hmm. because 2007, that was a really, really good team. Mm -hmm. And they had a couple things happen going into that first playoff game against the Giants. One of those was... They didn't have enough receivers in that game. Terrell Owens got hurt, remember? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have played. Mm -hmm. He had a a high ankle Ankle. sprain, and he he was a shadow of himself. So that made Patrick Creighton the lead receiver. Patrick Creighton was a nice receiver, probably a nice second, third receiver, but not the lead guy. And then after that, I don't. I can't even. Remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it crickets? Was it Sam Hurd? Yep, Sam Hurd, Miles. And and it was like, and 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 then the Cowboys adopted and whoever's idea was this is we're going to win this game by running the football, mm-hmm. and the Giants were like, 
Yeah, go ahead. Because Marion Barber's not running into the end zone. He doesn't have the speed to mm-hmm. do that, right? So they just played back and said, okay, run all you want, but you're not running into the end zone. Yeah. And he had 100 yards at halftime in that game, rushing. And they got beat because the Giants said, as long as you're not throwing the ball in the end zone, Tony Romo, we'll deal with this. And they did. Do you feel like they took that? the 49ers took that same approach? Because that's the vibe that I got as we watched the film, as we watched the game. They were playing soft defense. Defense was soft, tissue paper, Charmin, whatever the sponsor is. Okay, they were they were soft. Cover three, eight yards off. Cover four, twelve yards off. And Kellen Moore just didn't want to take the easy ones. Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, however you want to go at it, right? It was not a point to just say take what's given to you. Everything was still forced down the field, and obviously that wasn't successful. Well, it, 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 I thought the Giants' uh, philosophy in that game in '07 was. We're not going to let Tony Romo beat us. Yep. So somehow, some way, we're co- we're going to put pressure on him, and and we'll deal with whatever else Correct. you throw. But from from not just the game, just that was a shocking loss because mm-hmm. that was a really good team, and I thought this team was good. Uh, but to be honest, my philosophy in playoffs and you guys can speak to it, is you can mask your warts during the regular season, but when it gets to the playoffs, the warts get exposed. Hmm. Which, uh, yeah. go, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk more about Kellen Moore, but we got we got more show to fill, so mm-hmm. we'll do that in a minute. But oh, yeah, go ahead. That, that's what I was going to hit on. Um, I mean, it <laughs> well, goes. We'll do it, it goes now, to, then. So when you, go, when you watch the game, like you said, yep. San Francisco is playing soft. soft. They're not the first team who's done that to us, nope. right? You know why they do that to you? Mm-hmm. Because they don't believe you're going to run the ball, mm-hmm. right? right? They, they don't believe you're going to run it, so they're saying, look, they're not going to run it, so all we have to do is get in our best pass defense and figure out and see if they can figure out how to beat it. And I think what losses. happens yeah. is gets in Kellen's head of like, okay, I have to figure out how to beat this this pass defense mm-hmm. by passing and drawing up something that's creative enough for us yeah. to get some yards in the pass when the easy solution is there. I'm going to keep pointing to the drive that we moved down the field with six runs and score a touchdown. You would then believe, all right, we found something. Mm-hmm. But that's not the first time that's happened this season where somebody said, hey, look, I think we've, we've, we've found out that if yeah. we run the ball, we look like a more balanced offense. And then we get into the next game and we go totally away from that. Wart, I think that is the biggest wart. Not being able yeah. to see what a weakness is in the game, finding out how to uh, to adjust to that and help your players out by saying, look, if running is, is working, mm-hmm. we should just lean on that. Lean on that. I would have <laughs> rather us ran the ball 30 times, 35 times, and lost the game that way than, than losing to how we lost it uh, on Sunday. I've, maybe not, but it, that kind of sounds like a contradiction, though. And, Isaiah, you're not the only person I've heard say that. If you, uh, Troy Aikman talked on the ticket this morning about how the Niners were just playing eight yards off all day <laughs> and, like, the six- to ten-yard completions for C.D. Lamb should have been there. So is that a contradiction? Like, should they have tried to pound the rock a little bit more, or no. were they just ignoring easy plays in both, the passing game? Both options were available to you. And, and when you go back and go, I want everybody to go back and watch it. There are literal six-man and seven-man boxes. A lot of times, six-man boxes. They rush four all day. All day long. When you have a six-man box, run the ball. Or when you're coming out and you're going three-by-one sets, if you go back, I want everybody to go back and look at Dalton Schultz a lot of times on the inside or even Cedric Wilson sometimes and CeeDee Lamb. Those guys had, they were what we call uncovered, right? Linebackers sitting inside. The only person, they didn't come out in no nickel personnel or dime. It was literally just their base their base up for defense. And that linebacker was sitting inside a lot of times. That third inside receiver, right, a lot of times to the right, was uncovered. There was a lot of opportunities to just simply get the, receive the snap and toss him the ball at the line of scrimmage. Right, receiver doesn't even have to go downfield. He just turns, takes it, runs up the field five yards. There's a guy by the name of Tyreek Hill who happens to do that a lot. <laughs> right, a lot of times catches a lot of balls at the line of scrimmage and just turns it into a yak yardage. Dallas, I'm just gonna say Dallas. I don't want to point out Kellen Moore or Dak was is has been unwilling all year to take those easy plays. I don't think that there's a game where we've had the inability to run the ball. To your point, I don't think there's a game where you just, I don't think there's a game where you say like, you just can't run. No, I think you abandon the run. You know, I agree with that to a point. Okay. But what these defenses did to this team when they had good enough defenses is basically said, you're going to have to nibble and run underneath to beat us, and we're going to bet 
that you're going to run out of downs before we run out of yards because you can't execute consistently enough to march 80 yards in 15 plays because you're going to have a holding penalty or you're going to have a false start and you're going to get behind the chains and we'll take our chances with you nibbling, but we're not going to let you throw the ball over the top. And when they ran, they can't run. (laughs) Look, Look at the numbers. They, they ran 21 times for 77 yards, and one run was 17 yards. So you ran 20 times for 60 yards. Mm-hmm. They've got to work on the offensive line. Yeah, and, and And I, you know, I understand the philosophy of play calling, but if your offensive line is getting beat the way that offensive line got beat yeah. in that game, you're going to struggle well, offensively. Well, if you well go to the previous game, if you continue to put Dalton Schultz on the Chandler Jones, if that is your running <laughs> no, scheme, no, no, exactly. Then, 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 of, then of course you're not going to be able to run the ball. But is I do that not believe strength on strength. <laughs> I do believe that if, if if you find so as creative as you are in the pass game, yeah. if you find out a way to be that creative in the run, in game, the run game, what does Lael do best? Pool, all right? We have a guy who when you see him pulling around, he's always making huge plays. Why don't we continue to put him in the best position, what he does best when running the ball, right? Instead of the runs that we see where Dalton Schultz is on Chandler Jones and he can wreck the entire play just based off his inability to block that guy, which we all knew he wasn't going to be able to block him. Yeah. So then you say, oh, man, the run game doesn't work. Nah, no, no, no. The see, run it, game works, yeah. but you got to put guys in positions to be successful. Correct. And, and I, I agree with both of you guys on, on some of those points. However, I think defense, instead of making, I know you said that you think defenses are coming to the game saying, hey, at some point in time you're going to mess up or somebody, or, or you don't have the creativity to get your guys the ball. I, I, I think that defenses are playing on <clears throat> Kellen Moore's unwillingness to be patient. That's what I think defenses are playing against. I think that he's very creative when he wants to be. I think he was in his bag the whole first half of the season and then Santa didn't have a backup. Okay. And so I think that he I think he's very creative, but I think he he lacks the patience to work down the field on a long drive. And I think that goes back to his foundation. Now I've said this before on the talking Cowboys. He came from where? Boise, Boise State. State. They don't run the ball. They don't dink and dunk. They throw the rock. That's what they do. And and when that's your mold, that's when you might come out and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to come out and everybody says I don't run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. But then what, do you, what happens when things get tough? What are you going to go back to? Try, I'm going to go back to what my com- what's my comfort zone, you right? Think, you think like kind of like like a like an exercise routine. Like it's, it's easy to – to do it for a few weeks, but yeah. like, and it's easy to fall out because, like, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Their rushing attack was devastating through the first mm-hmm. six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we do? First, we didn't run it against Tampa, and we no. and we literally didn't try. But then, and, and it worked though. Like the quick screens, we lost. Okay, okay but they moved the ball. I mean, they have 400 <laughs> yards of really offense. Good, that I mean, we, yeah, we, but we, they were we winning. Lost. Till the one twenty four was left in the game. <laughs> we, we, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we lost the game. We always said no, no more victories. You ain't, the you game, ain't, no, you're the, not going to get me to criticize four hundred and fifty yards of the offense game plan against you Tampa. Can't. So, so would, would you would you would you agree to this then? If you want to help your defense find a way to hold on to the ball a little longer. Oh yeah, absolutely. But my I get my and we don't we don't have to like get into yeah, a fight yeah, about no no no, one. no 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 I got you. <laughs> but like they they play they used passes that yeah. doubled as runs in yep. that game. I mean they were throwing screens. They were giving the ball to Tony Pollard on jet I just, action. I just and that's and that's what makes honestly that's what makes like Kansas City so dangerous. Kansas yeah. City doesn't have to beat you up by just running their head into a wall yeah, every single day. They're to. gonna get it into Hartman's hands, they're gonna yeah. get it into Tyreek Hill's hands, they're, they're gonna, gonna get it what? into Pyramid. They're gonna get it into all their oh, guys' okay. hands. They're gonna get it into their hands. Absolutely, right? but I'm saying but, but that's what I'm, that's why it always and that's what I'm trying not to point out, just kill him more, but <laughs> it really goes back to him because the one game that some that our highest paid guy on offense, aside from Dak Prescott, complained, what happened? They got him the ball. They got him the dog on ball. Why? Because he was intentional. Yeah. You're talking about the early part of the season. The run game was what? Intentional. Right? Having those short passes and those screens were what? Intentional. But when things got a little bit difficult, what did he revert back to? I'm going back to my comfort zone. I want to throw the ball. So you, and I get it, you don't want to single anybody out, but you, do you think that it's more a byproduct of play calling than like, you know, the offensive line changed a lot over the course of the year. Zeke Elliott tore his PCL. You think it's more about play calling than about like player I think execution? With the, the amount of personnel that this roster had, 
the amount of talent this roster had, I think that the coaching could have outperformed the play. I truly believe that. Now, I'm not saying that you just line up in the backfield and Connor Williams or, or Connor Montgomery is going to come down here and block on Aaron Donald or anybody else. I'm not asking for that. But what, I'm at, what, I am, what I am asking for is what you're talking about. Get these guys out on the edge. What do they do well? Connor Williams does a good job of getting on the edge. Lyle Collins does a good job of getting on the edge. Get them out there. Throw a screenplay to Cooper. Have those guys both go and go out there and take out dog on cornerback and a, and a linebacker. Put these guys on edge. Leave defenses. How do, how do you stop a really good defensive lines? You, ha- you have screenplays. You get the Screen, ball at the line of scrimmage. Draws. You have it to the point where these linemen are no longer coming forward. They're now raising up and looking, trying to see what's going on. That's how you stop dominant front sevens. Dallas has all the personnel to do that. There's not Name one receiver that we play that can't get the ball to the line of scrimmage and turn it into some major. They, all, they no. all did it at times this season. Freaking Malik Turner was doing it. Yeah. He's so, not a number six receiver. So basically what you're saying is the Cowboys shouldn't be worried that Kellen Moore is going to get hired as a hit coach. No, heck no. He ain't going nowhere. All right. That's a that's a perfect <laughs> – that's, that's a perfect – Where you at, Beamer? I need, the, I, need the, I need the Mario Brothers right there. Perfect segue because that's what I want to talk about next. I mean, Dan Quinn and – there we go. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I set you up. Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are busy this week, and I want to talk about that and what might be next. Mm. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll do that right after this. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Welcome back to the show. The title's way too long and confusing for me to bother with, but I'm here with Mickey Spagnola, Isaiah Stanback, and Danny McCray. All right, we were talking about this in the first segment. First of all, Mickey... We, yes, we talk, I mean you've you've seen basically everything when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Have you ever, or can you ever remember a year where both of the coordinators might be out the door after a successful season? I mean, I know it's normal for one or the other, but I can't remember a year where it was both. Um, it came close in the '90s. Okay, not both at the same time, but first, Dave Wanstat. The defensive coordinator got hired by the Bears after the 92 Super Bowl season. And then the next year, after 93, North Turner got hired by Washington. So it wasn't in the same season, but it happened in two consecutive years. Yeah, they lost both guys uh, at the same time. And then after that, when they were successful... Um, Ernie Zampezi became the offensive coordinator when Norv left, and Ernie didn't want to be a head coach 
and he was really good, but he just didn't want to be a head coach. He was great being the offensive coordinator. So then they lost Butch Davis as the uh, defensive coordinator two years later. You think there's any chance that a, that Dan Quinn just wants to be a DC too? You know, maybe he's just taking five interviews in a week for the fun of it. <laughs> I think he is looking for exactly what he's looking mm-hmm. for, and I think he's going to be choosy. Like, okay, I'm not just going to be the head coach. It's got to be the right organization, the right owner, the right general manager, and, oh, by the way, I better have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself into my second head coaching job and having to raise some team without a quarterback. And why are these coaches not there anymore? They probably didn't have a quarterback, no, no, right? Who uh, Jacksonville probably's got the best opportunity for a good quarterback. Right? I, well, I'm I, I I got my eye on Chicago. I am I'm a big fan of Fields. You like Fields? You get you're bringing in a new GM too. <clears throat> whereas Jacksonville, you got to deal with the pre-existing GM. They got talent on defense. I mean, I think Khalil Mack maybe is on the downturn, but still a good player. They got Eddie Jackson. They got Roquan Smith. That's mm-hmm. He That's fits, where I would want to be. He fits the personality of the city. That's, That's hell yeah. People in Chicago will love him. That right? is the only right. knowing Dan Quinn and having been under his umbrella um, back in Seattle. I I feel as if Chicago is the only organization that has the history, that has the support for an organization, and like I said, the character that fits Dan Quinn. That's the I feel like if he were to leave, I don't think he wants to leave. But to your point, Mick, if the situation is right. Is going, they, they'll make a deal that he is hard to turn down, but I think it has to have that 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 entire that, like I said, the history that comes along with it in terms of the defense with the Chicago Bears, eighty-five Bears, all that kind of stuff. I think that along with some of his personnel, along with to your point, what's what's what is the game plan going forward? And make sure I need I need to know a sense of security that this is going to be handled. If this is handled and you give me these coaches that I want, then I'll walk into the situation. Unless he has this tug to go back home, right? No, he, he grew up on the other side of the Hudson River. And you know, oh. does he want to go back to the Giants? Oh, that's got to be the least appealing job out of all the ones. I that know, are open but I'm right just now. saying the no. appeal would be to go back home. First no. question I'm asking: If I'm Dan Quinn walking into a meeting, right, and I want to go into the right, uh, the, the right, I guess, opportunity. Yeah. Hey, man. Y'all have any idea what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do? Like, I need, like, like that automatically makes your organization the right fit. Like, hey, yep. well, so do you have any inside info? Like, are y'all friends? Do you know a guy who said? Like, I want to know what the possibility of, like you said, because without a quarterback, you putting yourself in a tough position. And then if people are talking about quarterbacks in the draft, you like. I'm not even sure if there's one in there that you can say that yeah. that, that that is going to be able to care of our organization from year one. Right, so I'm. Hey, man, dude, is it is it any? Because I think if you're a young coach and you get the opportunity, you go, okay, I got to jump. Yeah. Right? I, I, who knows? This may never come again. Right. But when you've got skins on the wall like he does, you know what? If he does a good job again next year, there's going to be. A, Five more jobs open. That, I, don't, that, I don't see why he won't do a great job for us next year. Dan Quinn, you you, you would do great. I mean, like I, I mean, to take five interviews, I think it's up to five at this point. I've, it seems unlikely, but he knows he's got talent here. He knows they've got they'll they'll have some money to spend a little bit at least to at least try to keep the guys that are on the team right now. And yeah, the opportunity will be there. I am curious. Okay. That's all well and good. We talked about it in the first segment. The more complicated one is Kellen. Yeah. I mean, which I, I agree with you. Like, if that is your final impression, it's not a good one. Mm-mm. But he's got four interviews lined up. Like, how, how do you think that looks? And, again, Kellen Moore, as a young coach, is probably going to be more eager to take an opportunity if he gets it. Don't you think? Yeah, he uh, should. Well, <laughs> he should he, he should take he, it. No, but both ways. Is that, is he, that like a selfish like please go? Oh, type absolutely. Of thing? Listen, because no no secret, I would like to see Mike McCarthy be the play caller. Like he came in saying he went in the lab, he took that year off, studied as, as much as he could, and came out with some solutions on how to move the ball against these these defenses. We haven't seen him be able to do that because it's Kellen Moore calling the play. So I want to see 
that happening because <laughs> at the end of the season, I don't want to say, hey, man, what's up with Mike McCarthy? So you giving Kellen Moore a, a care package. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, hopefully it's a head coaching job. Like, I don't want him to yeah. be jobless. I mean, he got but options. I, yeah, like, you know, but I just, you know what? If I'm the head coach and i got a problem with what's going on, mm-hmm. he's not an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in his ear, right? He's a young guy. He may need some guidance. And I think he gets it during the week. Yeah. I don't think he's there all by himself without McCarthy having some input. Now, calling plays, it's a different story, right? Because I think he is calling the plays, and he doesn't get in the way. But uh, if I was the head coach and that was my expertise during the week, I'd have a lot to say about the game plan and how we're preparing. I'm I'm on the mic. Uh, like like that's that's why right. that, that that is what I pitched when I came out. Now of course Jerry Jerry and, and Steven love Kellen Moore, so they were gonna give him that opportunity. But even after last year, I was like, hey man, Mike, you taking a lot of heat, all right? So put it on your own back. So at the end of the season, you can say, listen, it was me, and my stuff didn't work. Because at this point, you just like. Like, you still wondering what Mike McCarthy's out there doing. Like you said, he might be out there helping Kellen during the week, but when you're watching the game, it's more of like manager. And I want to see Mike McCarthy call the plays because he's know, been the one studying. It's kind of like what Parcells did, right? He had an offensive coordinator, it was a title, right? Yeah. He was doing it, right? And then when he kind of handed off a little bit the play calling, he was on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, he was in the what? What the hell are you doing? You know, and and because you can you can say Mike McCarthy come out and say yeah I think we need to run the ball, and then you go into the game and you see something totally different. Like it just it's just not adding up. Do so. you guys feel that Kellen Moore has the has the personality required to be a head coach in the NFL? Be honest. <sighs> not really. Nope. Yeah, he's 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 soft spoken. Soft spoken. And name the last head coach that was soft spoken that was successful. I'm trying. I mean, oh, <laughs> they tried with Chan Gailey. I'm just trying that to think around the NFL. So well. It's it's so funny though Especially because here, mm-hmm. like uh, San Francisco's OC is a guy by the name of Mike McDaniel. Have you ever gotten a look at him? Mm. He's he looks less like a coach than Kellen Moore. Mm. Like he looks like your chemistry professor. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> seriously, he looks like he like drinks Mountain <clears throat> Dew and plays Fortnite all day. This is I think, this, but, is, this is the difference between us and other teams. See, when we play, what they say, Shanahan offense, and now you're talking about the offensive well, coordinator. He's, well, no, I mean, Shanahan calls their plays. He coordinates their run game. Right. I, the point that I was going to make is he's. I think he's got an interview with the Dolphins, but I would be excited to hire him just because San Francisco kicked their, <laughs> kicked their ass the other day. Yeah. Like it's, I, I like, and that's not the right way to look at it. But like, if the, if the Cowboys had scored 35 and won that game, I'd be like, hell yeah, Kellen Moore deserves a head coaching job. But no, my me. confidence is not really me. shaken by that. Not me. Even not you me. take the last game out of it, I'm still. <coughs> excuse me. You don't understand. Head coach in this league is responsible for coaching who? Everyone. Yeah, but who first? <laughs> Who's what's his first objective? Quarterback. No coaches. No coaches. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He has to coach the coaches. That's number one. That's your number one responsibility. Your coordinator's job is to make sure that your players are in position. You're really in oversight at that point. Now, if you yeah. choose to call plays, as I'm sure you've seen plenty of guys do, that's perfectly that's, – that's just your choice. But your number one job is to coach the coaches and make sure that everything is structurally sound and that make sure that your your mission, make sure that you know all everything that you want to be handed down is handed down, right? Your ideologies, all that stuff. After that, now if you choose to call plays, you can call plays, and then it get a little bit more. You can get hop over on the offensive side of the ball, hop on the defensive side of the ball. But you can't just be an offensive guy. You have to have the respect of every doggone player on that team and every coach on that team. So to ask Kellen Moore to step into a position and be a Sean McVay, but okay, I, I will <laughs> no, but I will say this though. Like I mean, Sean McVay, he's a really good coach. But and I don't think it's a coincidence that he's part of the Gruden tree in the sense that like he's a he's he's a self promoter. Like did you see him the other day? He's hype. He ran down to the end zone <laughs> to hype. celebrate with he's his hype. team. But like okay, they feed off young, that though. They feed off that. Also a young guy too. He's, he's, I mean, that's, that's why that's why I brought his name up because of the age. Yeah. But doesn't it seem like Kellen is well liked by the guys here at least? Amari Cooper probably got something to say about it. Liked and respected are two different things. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But I'm just saying liked and respected are two different things. And I'm not – I don't get the sense. And I'm not in the locker room. You guys are in there a lot more than me. Unfortunately I don't, unfor- not. Like that's, yeah, I know, right? I, I <laughs> for two years. Got yeah. my damn hands tied behind my back. But you, but you can be that. a lot more opinionated than I can on this. I don't feel as if he walks in a room and everybody goes – 
Yeah, but I think he does it maybe a little bit differently. differently. Okay. Yeah, I think so. He's not a yeller and a screamer. Or, uh, and and I think, you know, from what the guys said last year, they kind of respected it in, in the year before that. So but, but, there, but, but there's different Phillips. ways to do it. But he, he, here's what the, the perception is. And I think when you're talking to the public, that's where your perception is perceived, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in his press conferences, he's understated. He kind of uses a lot of cliches if yeah. you think about it. And so that's what the perception gets to be, mm-hmm. not what happens in the room. Absolutely, because the same thing happened to Jason Garrett, right? And I was about—I mean, I was about to bring him up. His and public persona yeah. was, "Oh, nice guy, doesn't say anything," Which, and, you know. And behind the scenes, he will mf you more than anybody else. I think I've. How met. many people? have said over the years like did you i know you saw it like the and well you know jason well enough anyway but like the all or nothing that series they did about the cowboys the behind the scenes series they were surprised so many people were shocked and they were like if that guy was the one talking and and that if that was the guy we saw we would like him a hell of a lot more and i like jason garrett like never understood that for some reason i think Showing your personality can be such an advantage and and i was shocked because that wasn't a jason garrett that i had here Really? Was not. Was not. What was your experience? He was, he was, he was, now I wouldn't say he was soft spoken, but he didn't get on guys like that. Only time I ever seen him like really stand up and exude that type of personality was when he was beefing with, with Wade. And Wade Phillips would say, wrap it up. And he would say, nah, not yet. And we were like, uh. uh. <laughs> nice. That, nah, was yeah, after, was that was after that pay raise, you know? <laughs> yeah, mine was different. I mean, I, I can remember us restarting periods over again. Like, we were in college sometimes. We had the Garrett vision where, hey, if you messed up in the game, you were getting put up there. When I first got there, I think if you were overweight or, or had any of those type of fines, that stuff was put up. On the on the big screen at the Oof. beginning of the meeting, and it's like, hey, you ba- you back up here again? Like the, the, these are the guys who are up here, and this is what we need them to do in order for us to be great. Because the little stuff mm. can seep in and, and, and create problems within the game. So I had a different, yeah, it was like he was a cool dude. It was he was half of that Jason Gary that you may see sometimes uh, during the, during the press, where if if it's that type of moment, he's that guy. But then if it's a moment to where somebody needs to get get got, then yeah. I, I mean, he I, had it in him. I've seen a lot of times where that red hair ended up in his face. <laughs> uh, the it, face got red. He gets yeah. so mad and, and chew guys out. Mm. I, I've seen it. So, God, I, I'm so glad I don't have a job where, like, my weight is broadcast. <laughs> Nate Newton wouldn't have done well with yeah. Jason Garrett as well, the well, head coach listen, is what you're saying. Thing, though, like, if, you, if you're overweight one time, you're not going to be on the board. If this becomes a consistent right. issue, because, you know, you have a lot of time to get your Shoot, weight under I control. struggled to get my weight down when I first got drafted. <laughs> you got I got drafted at 2.30. They said, hey, we need you to report at 207. I said, I'm 4% body fat. How? <laughs> God, <laughs> oh, Mickey. God bless you. you. You guys sound like my doctor, right? When I go in, oh, you're overweight. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, thanks. All you right. know what? I, I don't know, before, you, if you got to go to bed. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, my impression after the game was I don't think, if this was the final exam for both coordinators mm. to get a head coaching job, I don't know that either one passed. Really? No. Not even Dan. <laughs> now nah, I got to hear this one. They ran, they ran sixty-three plays. I think it was fifteen plays totaled two hundred and forty yards in that game. Jeez. Two hundred and forty in fifteen plays. All of them were double-digit gains, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other forty-eight plays, they gained a hundred yards. So to me. The downfall of that defense when they weren't getting multiple takeaways in a game was they gave up big, big play. plays. 76 for the season, right? Oh, yeah. Nearly they gave up a lot of explosives. 40% of the yardage they gave up came on 7% of the plays, I yeah. figured out. I, I and don't... so I understand that you know the, the defense was good, and as long as they were getting takeaways. And I said before the game, my gut feeling, they will get multiple takeaways, and that'll compensate for Should giving have. up big plays and they had a chance for another well, two I think, right I, yeah, I, yeah. I would say I, the, the difference is between my, my, my opinion between Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn Kellen Moore is still unproven right yeah Dan Quinn is proven and most of these organizations that are asking for a head coach to come in are looking for what type of change a culture change Dan Quinn no, came no, in, I, I yeah, get you yeah he came in here and completely changed the culture 
of the Dallas Cowboys in one season. Completely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about it. They are going to ask him to do the same thing you if he goes somewhere. You might have been able to change the culture of that defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll say this: uh, just because I, I've been I've been standing on the table for Dan Quinn before we even hired him, mm-hmm. like you said, the culture changed, right? Especially from what we saw last year. Then I got to go into we gave up a lot of big plays when it came to the defense making stops when they needed to or not giving up touchdowns. I think we were very, very good at that. Throughout most of the year, on third down, we were at the top of the league in our third down defense. Now, I also have to go, just like I do with the offensive, like when you play the Washington football team and you score 50. When you play Philly and you score 50 and then you're the number one offense, and if you look at it in context, it's a little different. Same thing with our defense. Sometimes I'm watching the end of the game and I want us to be top 10. I would come to Dave every morning. Every like, freaking mon- Monday. Like, yeah. <laughs> every Trayvon Monday. Diggs all of a sudden on the, on, the, on, the, on the sideline with a tight back because we're up by 30. And then all of a sudden they, they, they scored 14 points. And you start seeing runs going up the middle, the dudes getting beat over the top because the game's over. So I think that plays into it as well. But Dan Quinn, to me, Definitely, his resume and for oh, what he I did get this it. year. I'm just saying the last game. Oh yeah, the yeah. last. I, I mean, was a, they, they gave up 23 on me. I know, I know. They played they play well enough to win the ball. They got a turnover. Listen, one of the touchdowns they give up is a change of possession, which we know is always tough. Debo Samuel, yeah. after Dak gives it up in, in our own territory, breaks it out for what 20, 26 a, a, yard a, 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 20, a 26 yard run on change of possession. It, hap- it happens in the league often. They always say the change of possession is, yeah. is that time when the defense is rushing out there, you're not really ready to get on the field, and yep. all of a sudden something can go wrong. So 17? Yeah. I'm just, you know. And, and, 23, and, and, 23 and points, holding holding that, a playoff team to 23 points is enough. That game was bending the, and, and giving up field goals? Yeah, I mean, it was a carbon copy of the Cardinals game. Yes, like not, yes. it, not their best effort, but more than good enough to win. And the they game. say, offense, help us. Yes. <laughs> like, help Somebody. Us. <laughs> Like, Put a drive together. It's like that meme of the hand points. sticking out of the water, like drowning, and they just high-five it instead of helping them out. You, you think about how much help the offense got for us to put up 17 points, okay? Uh, Fake yeah, punch. I don't even want to talk about uh, that. Uh, uh, and an interception, right? And we we still end up with 17. And I'm sitting here saying, if our if our defense holds it, and knew he's not here, but if our defense holds them to 23 points, I can guarantee you we'll win this game. Or we should. They should have. Yeah. They didn't. Well, there was one drive at the end that they didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah. The defense, right? They let them have the ball yeah. for six minutes. Yeah, no, they ran some time off the clock. Right? Yeah, they ran some time off the clock. And then the offense didn't do what they should have done when they got the ball with two the minutes. The whole game. Twice. Right? The whole game. Twice. I am, I'm getting wistful all over again just thinking about this. All right. <laughs> we do. We have to take it at second break. Uh, and then I want – there's – real quick, I want to get into one more thing, particularly from a player perspective, sure. uh, when we get back. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. 
Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. I gotta be honest. I shouldn't say this, but like the conversations we have during the breaks are better than what we're doing on the air. Right? I mean, we're sitting here going at each other's throats about uh, the Chiefs' offensive line. Isaiah's like, "Yeah, they're in the Super Bowl, Mickey. They're in the Super Bowl. That's where we're." Would you? Would you take a devastating Super Bowl loss just to have gotten that monkey yes. off this team's back? Yes. How about a devastating NFC title game loss? Yep. Yep. Uh, yes. You know all, all the all. The it's easy to say that right now, but I don't know, man. Well, it, if it, they ever get over that hump and then don't finish the deal, I might not ever recover. Well, if if, if you're <laughs> if you're asking about a, a fan standpoint, yeah, Danny White got this team to three consecutive NFC title games, and they lost. And no one thinks of him as being mm. a really, really, really good quarterback, it's right? True, because he didn't win the big one. Don Meredith went through the same thing, right? The guy's name's up in the ring of honor, but he couldn't win the big one. And he finally said, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm, I'm tired of that. Uh, so, yeah, and, and the same thing. Tony Romo was good, right? But didn't win a big one. And, and so, it, yeah, it destroys what you think of the guy. That's not where I was planning on going, but <laughs> it's probably it's something worth mentioning is like, or, or you tell me how you feel. Dak Prescott inching into that category of when you gonna when you gonna win a big one, or am I wrong? You you are correct. You are correct. Isaiah is like hiding over you, there. Isaiah doesn't want to say anything. about that. He's a bad word around when, here. Like you, you say anything bad around Dak, you get freaking spears thrown at you. I, I mean, I'm okay. I, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been getting them thrown at me yeah, for the last two years. So I mean, I'm perfectly I fine with I'm it. I'm okay to, to, to put me the too. expectation on him. Of hey man, you got paid, and where you started at, right? When you first came in, and then what you were able to accomplish from your first year, and then you just you just assume that it's going to continue to go up, right? And I think that's part of the expectation for the Cowboys. And then he gets paid. And now the expectation is really there, right? For, yes, you have to be able to make your offense score more than 17 points when it's crunch time. You have to be able to win those games uh, th- that are against the good teams that people may not uh, expect you to be able to win. And if you don't, then, yeah, you're inching toward those same guys of like, hey, man, when it comes down to it, are you really good enough to win those type of games? I drive. I am a driver of the DAC train i i you are i absolutely you have the license and everything i gotta i am licensed <laughs> like what's the the allison uh transmission mm-hmm. that like the big rigs have yeah. i got i speak i speak it okay i've been in favor of paying dak since at least 2018 okay. i'm glad they got the deal done yep. i still think that he is capable of doing that but much like kellen moore i like i don't think you have a choice but to just not like not admit that you're wrong, but it's just kind of like you gotta you gotta hold the L for the time being, right? Like I'm not gonna sit here mm. if you don't believe in Dak. I would say it probably means that you haven't believed in Dak. Like I don't know that Dak lost people over that game. I think the people that already didn't like him, it just confirmed their priors. But then the people like me, I'm just like, yeah. What, what am I supposed to say? I mean, he's on a forty million dollars salary. You you should be able to lift your team. How in much would you pay John I'm not Kittner to come back in here and be oh, the quarterback stop. coach? John Kittner is amazing <laughs> <laughs> coach. How much would you pay this dude to just leave right now, brothers of high school, come on back here, be the quarterback coach? Because the the year that 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 Dak has, ki- and mm, his ability his ability to read and make the make the right throws. John Kittner holds people accountable. Just so oh well, so uh, so talking about spicy. That, yeah, that's the spicy. Icy comment. Talking about Dak, he put up 30 points against Green Bay as a rookie in the playoffs, and it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Why? Defense. Defense, right? Okay. Falling into a 21-3 hole doesn't help, but yeah. Right. Um, what what happened against the Rams? They got they, they just got pounded into the turf by C.J. frickin' Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that, that was 273 that yards rushing. Yeah. It's not on the quarterback, right? No. Okay. And in this game, was it his fault he got sacked five times and hit 14 times trying to throw the ball? 
Partially. Okay. I don't think he's partially. I see where you're going with this, Partially. I see where you're going with this. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) You guys are ignoring the biggest factor in that game, that that offensive line was horrible. No. Hold on. Time out. Let me run it back. So so you watched the film. I did. I went back and watched it. And and you've seen him make mistakes in bad reads. The the read on the interception to Cedric Wilson was a bad read. And not because the offensive line was bad. It was. It was. But quarterbacks do get intercepted. No, no, I'm saying. But this is what we're now saying. Now we're though. getting spicy. When, when, when you're making make 40, we're saying the expectation Don't for make you, a bad read. No. And cover four, when the, when the safety's coming to the, to, to the – yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is an easy read. They're in cover four. You're running the tight end through. The yeah. safety has to come take that guy. Yes, that is – to me, that is a $40 million guy. He should be able to make that read and cover four. Listen, the, the wide receiver let that DB cross his face. No. So you, got, you guys are talking about – y'all, might be, y'all yeah. might be talking about one play. And I'm I not got, talking about I got one another one. Yes, I'm a former. Well, I I'm got a, another one too. And, and, you, and I got about 15 of them. He shouldn't have thrown I the need, ball into I the need, sun, right? I absolutely. Need to hear, absolutely. So I need to one. hear the former quarterback talk for there, a sec. <clears throat> I don't know what the the hierarchy or you know how things are being facilitated on that side of the building in terms of once a play call comes in. I would imagine that he has full reign to change things, right, and make alterations, right. change. I would imagine that he has that power. Being that that's the expectation. With the defense that he was being presented, he didn't change the plays at the line of scrimmage the way in which I saw that he should have. If you have a 14-yard route, when these guys are playing eight yards off, the hell with that. First and second down, I'm throwing a five-yard hitch. Easy. Throwing a six-yard under. Easy. Sometimes your offensive lineman, you have five offensive linemen and a running back in the backfield, you can only block six. You see they're bringing seven. There's no, their man right there in the slot is uncovered. Throw him a hot route. Tell him don't come off the ball. Tell him turn and look. When that, if that man comes hot, look at me. There's things of that nature that I see when during Dak's game. How about the, just a screenplay to C.D. Lamb? It turned out to be a first play, a first down. Ball location was trash. Ball location took C.D. Lamb two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage when he should have caught it at the line of scrimmage and been able to jet that thing up and give him ability to get more yak yardage because by throwing the ball over, way back here on his back shoulder, that dog on linebacker named Warner, he happened to have another five yards that he can close the gap. Things like that that are so precise, I feel like that can help this team and this organization be more successful. I don't know the precedent or the focus that's being applied to that because we didn't see any drastic improvement in that regard. People are going to say, oh, the calf injury. I hear you. He didn't want to cross the line of scrimmage. Dak doesn't want to cross the line of scrimmage to run. He, he just doesn't want to do he it. He ran for a touchdown. I hear you. That's because it, it, it was it was <laughs> he booty, had to. He, he had to. Mick, it was booty so butt excited. naked open. But 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 Mick, but running back though, how many other, other opportunities did he have to move the chains? And what's the downside on that, by the way? There's no downside when you can slide. Well, he slid on the last play, and the guy jumped on top. I hear you. What happened? I think your cough button's on, Mick. Oh. Got you. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I'm saying there's there are plenty of opportunities that were to he can move these chains, and I don't know. Again, I'm not sure what's being taught, so I can't I can't speak to that. But I do know that there are plenty of opportunities with quarterbacks that I've played with. Right opportunities that I've had, I've sat in the meeting room with Tom Brady. I've been on the field with Tom Brady, Wes Welker, Randy Moss. I know what the expectation was. I know how many adjustments were made on the field. There were plenty of times we were on the field. Wes Welker would change our release. Randy Moss would tell me to do something different. Right, TB12 would look at me and tell me, "Hey, boom! I forget what we're doing. That head now, right now. You know what that means? That means I'm getting you the ball right now." I, There are a lot of adjustments that happen on the field that the quarterback is in control of. The ball location, TB12 throws a bad ball. I'm sorry I put that on your back shoulder. I should have put it on your front shoulder. He knows that that makes the difference in making a play versus not making a play. I don't think that that emphasis is being applied, and I'm not sure that internally, and this is just me speaking, I don't know, internally I'm not sure if he's being held to that level of accountability. When you bring up John Kidna, John Kidna holds people to that level of accountability. He don't give a dog on what you're making. I got look. I got one thing. I got one thing. All right, let's not disregard because I know just because one person said it, it's not just that one guy. Mm-mm. It's something that has been seen. Mm-hmm. Buda Baker walks off the field and says, "This is what we knew about Dak and this offense. That hurt. If we showed them one thing, we knew that we can get them to check into something that was favorable to us. What they did it think, the whole game. You think Buda is the only person who, who knew that?" So why didn't the other team stop the Cowboys from being the top-scoring team in the league? Mm-hmm. Well, 
You talking about Philly? They was missing 16 people? No, no. Are you talking about Philly. the Washington football no, team? No, I'm not. I'm that, talking that, that, about that, scoring that, 30 points, that, that, that 29 them. points that, against Tampa Bay. That, that helped going them. on the road that and winning them. an overtime game at number, New England. That helped them number that be the number one offense. Those 50 point games, <laughs> that helped them be the no, number one. No, I understand that. I understand the point thing, but they were scoring points. I'm not in other games, Mickey, right? I'm not saying that. So you're basing everything on this one game. No, I no, I'm Denver, not. That, that, Denver. That's the Arizona game, Mickey. Denver game. That's the Arizona. But first, we talked. We, we were talking about San Francisco. Now I went back to the Arizona game. I right. told you that a guy who studied film said we knew how to get this guy to run certain certain. So plays. how come those so, other teams so, didn't? So, Everybody don't have Buda Baker. Everybody don't have it. Everybody don't well, have it. Everybody don't have a Denver point. defense. That's what my point is. What's the point? So when they came up against good defenses, they struggled. Yes. I, and it's it's all the quarterback. No, I'm not saying it's all the quarterback. He said we don't know if it's an emphasis on what 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 checks are being made. Like what what is available to Dak when he walks up to the line of scrimmage once he sees a certain look. Those can be mistakes that are made on the offensive coordinator. Those also could be Dak checking into the wrong stuff because he believes yeah. that the defense is running something that that they're not running. Like I look I look at something like a like a Buffalo the Buffalo game they freaking torched. Josh Allen had over 300 some yards, five touchdowns. But what did I've he do seen. that was everybody's going to talk about his, his touch. He threw. Everybody's gonna talk about his how many yards he threw for. But what did he do really well? He, he he took what was given to him. Yeah. And when you take what's given to you, you alter what that defense now can do to you. I don't know. I saw him throwing the ball down the field. Who? Josh? Yes. Yeah, they're gonna do game. that. You know, right? but you but you know why? You know why? Because when he forces their hand, when they're playing a certain coverage, and now if you say, if you want to play that coverage, fine, I'll take these five, six yards on the ground. Okay. Now guess what? Now you have to change your approach. Okay, so tell me this. Do you are you suggesting to me that the Cowboys don't have to do anything going forward with that offensive line? No, 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 no heck no, no heck no, they, no, no. We talked about the whole the whole left side. <laughs> no, no, the whole left side from the center, the center and left guard position has to be addressed. That's a ga- that's a glaring hole. And the tackles, the tackles are playing. They're playing well. Lyle Collins, they're playing well. They're not playing all pro Lyle they, Collins they well. No, the, I mean the tackles are probably disappointing relative to their salaries, but like you're not going out there like we can't win with these guys. What defensive end caused you issues versus those two? Off the top that, of my head, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying no. they're playing well. They, Your they, problems they, came they, from where? They're lucky. Interior they defensive okay. linemen. They're lucky. They, Bosa got hurt. They, they, they played okay, and then they also both missed extended time throughout, throughout the season. Absolutely. Now so, that's that's something that you have to address. But I'm talking about that's not a glaring hole. No, the glaring hole is inside your interior. When you think about the the teams that we played against and where the pressure came from, where did it come from, Mick? Yeah, inside. In yeah. So you, you, got, you got your two youngest it. guys in the, middle of the, in the middle of the offense. Do you think we should have been able to win that game even though we had that offensive line that we had out there? On yes. Sunday? Uh, that, that is, that's I don't believe yes. that the offensive line is the reason why we're sitting here on Wednesday saying that we don't have a game next if week. If you want to keep running the offense the way in which you're running it, yes, they will be. Do you think – which I want to – Because now you're asking these guys to sit back and, and protect for three or four seconds. When you just, know they can't do it. Which, I mean, that is a separate issue. Which, again, it's so frustrating that we just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Kellen Moore. He ain't going nowhere. I, I think you're probably right, but we still don't know that. <laughs> I want to ask you, because you touched on this with the Josh Allen thing. Do you think Dak has a patience problem? Because he's talked about it a few times over the course of the second half of the season when they were just on this up-and-down ride. He talked about being greedy, trying to force chunk plays that maybe weren't there instead of just taking what was in front of him. And I want like we talked about it with to, Kellen Moore. I have Maybe to go, it's the I have, quarterback. I have to go to what, who's his teacher? Kellen Moore. Dang, that's who spends the time with him. That's his mentor at this point. Now, even though he was underneath him on the depth chart, now he's his doggone coach. And whatever the coach is teaching you, that's what's going to show up on the field. If the coach is saying, hey, drive the ball down here, we have opportunity for plays down here versus this coverage, we want you to go down here 14, 16, 18 yards down the field. It, no, take that one. Take that one. That's the reason why New England was so good for so doggone long. Wes Welker, Amendola, those guys will pick you apart. You, how do you defend five yards off the line of scrimmage? It's hard because now if you do that, now guess what? Oop, oop, going over the top of your head. But as long as you don't do that, what are they going to do, Mick? I'm playing 12, 14 yards off because I know you don't have the patience to work the way. I know you don't want to throw to that guy. You'll throw it to Schultz every so often, but I know you don't want to give it to him. I do. I just wonder – if there's like an, because I mean, Dak, he's so competitive, you can tell. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if there's an element of like, you don't think I'm worth the contract? You don't think I'll ever walk again after breaking my ankle? Watch this. You have to Watch have that I'm as a competitor. Sure, but yeah. 
That's the chip. You also have, of course. And I mean, Tom Brady is notorious for being like competitive to an, a psychopath degree. But you gotta, you gotta check he, it in the name of like doing what the defense is he giving will, you. Like Tom Brady will also nickel and dime you to sleep. Absolutely, he will. <laughs> like, that's why. He, that's why the teams that he plays that he obviously commands are so hard to beat. They when they bring in they lose freaking Leonard Fournette when they bring in who <laughs> Giovanni <laughs> Bernard hey, hey come come from the house man what you doing over there you playing Madden but you cool think, come over here and help us out I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a couple swing routes I'm gonna throw it. you a couple drops but you think about Leonard Fournette even <clears throat> Leonard Fournette what was Leonard Fournette coming out of college just a bull, a bulldozer they were not talking about Leonard Fournette they, he being didn't a catch third the ball. third down back he did who, not catch who the was ball. playoff Lenny. He caught the ball a lot. Yeah, I think he's, he's like third on the Bucks in receptions right. this year, behind Godwin and Evans. Wild. Yeah. So, we, I, we, so, we, so to address, it, I think is I, 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 everything keeps coming back to Kellen Moore for me, for me, because I think he's in charge. Even though Nussmeyer and all that stuff is a quarterback coach, I think he is a huge. Obviously, being an offensive coordinator, he has a huge impact and and um, impression on Dak. And if he if he makes it a point. To work on his aspect of the game that he needs to improve, I think we will see that translate into Dak, and ultimately see that translate into this offense's uh, development. I'm with you because even to Mickey's point, I'm like, when if even so, if you go into the game knowing that your offensive line is at a disadvantage, then you have to find a way to to do things <laughs> that that doesn't put them in those situations on a consistent basis. Right, right. And so, like we used to say when we, I guess it was a. Uh, what was the game when Tyron Smith is out? We play in Atlanta. Falcons, Adrian Claiborne. Seven goes. sacks. Absolutely, right? And everybody's – we come back and we sit in here on Monday and like, man, why didn't he give me any help? Right? You as an offensive coordinator have to know, hey, man, we need to put a tight end over That there. wasn't we, Kellen. What, no, I'm saying – I'm just making, <laughs> no, sure. No, just making no, no, sure. No, no, no. I'm not okay. saying, I'm not saying okay. it's Kellen, but we got on JG for that. Yeah, we were oh, like, man, he what, deserved like, what? it. And I know, right? But, but as an offensive coordinator, you yeah. say, listen, why isn't – like if you know you're going into the game with this guy – Right, and you know what he can and can't do. Or after the first quarter, you realize he's getting beat like a drum. Figure out, call some plays. You have some have to call some plays in there where you're, hey man, we got a tight end that's gonna come over. We're gonna max protect. We're gonna do X, to. Y, Z. Actually, Instead, we gave him five sacks. That gave that was on the offensive line coach. He insisted mm. that we this will work out. And they finally <laughs> got to the second half and said, screw <laughs> your advice. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, he lost his job. Yeah. He, as he should have. Right. Yeah. As he should have. Uh, you, I mean, Adrian Claiborne, earlier this year, I think he's with the Browns now. Yeah. Like, it. One of the games Tyron missed, like it got announced that he was out, and Adrian Claiborne, I think it was the Falcons game this year, he like quote tweeted on Twitter and was like, "Get after it, my guys!" Like <laughs> that made my career. Basically, no, it made all the money he needed to make because he was yeah. a free agent. Oh, absolutely, the next he got paid. Year, and oh, he yeah. got paid. He got paid. And I then you think... never heard from him again. <laughs> I think both of all of all of this can be right. I mean, yes. the offensive line got embarrassed on Sunday, mm-hmm. but. For where he is in his career, what we've seen that he's capable of, like Dak has played some amazing football for yes. the team. Oh, not not taking anything away from no, that. no, no, no. Oh, but yeah, yeah. but uh, the offensive line was a problem, and it needs to be addressed. But I agree with y'all. Like the plays were there to be made. You needed twenty four points. You, you didn't. I. You, he didn't get into this shootout where you needed thirty eight points to win. He needed one more touchdown. And, and your and your question was: Is he inching toward that? Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, if you you have to look at, at at the route that we've taken. Yes, get getting there, but not getting over the hump. Is, you guys, is you, who they are. Y'all know. Y'all, you all know how this goes because of who they are. Like, if you don't love the Cowboys, you hate them. All my friends went to LSU. They were burying me in memes about <laughs> Joe Burrow's got as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott, and I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. I got nothing. I can't say anything just, to you. There's just no excuse. And their like offensive said, line. This their Dallas offensive line sucks. <laughs> their offensive their line. Offensive line's nah, a that's joke. A, nah, that's a show right there. Now nah, that's a Oof. show. Uh, you know, they went out there and they beat Kansas City with that offensive line. And they, they won the they won a playoff game with that offensive line. Uh but at the same time, that same team has two one thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard rusher, who they lean on all three of those and they make sure that and the tight end is good. They and make they sure get, they get them, the ball? They get them all the ball. They make sure they get the ball? All of them. T. Higgins, <laughs> Jamar Chase, was it I can't I always mess it. Is it Uzma? <clears throat> I uh, forgot. Is our CJ high, Uzoma, yeah. Is, is our is our highest is our second highest paid offensive player? The high, the, the the highest receiving receiver on this team? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's, it's <clears throat> nope. Mick? No. Do you know? Nope. You got to be able to get these nope. guys the ball. Did he even? <laughs> did he even flirt with a hundred catches on the year? No, but didn't come close. to million, one point one a game, right? Something like that. So twenty it, on the year. 20. So you say you should be able to get that? <laughs> no, two, three million a year. 
Uh, oh, 17 games, I right? He's like 1.2, 1, 1, somewhere, somewhere around there. It's over a million a game. It's a lot. But you're not ensuring. You gave him that because of his ability to do what? Catch the ball. And Catch the, the ball and, and make the, plays. And the quiet guy's ass is telling you. He, he, <laughs> Give it to me. Hey, kudos to Amari Cooper. Kudos to Amari Cooper. That was – I was here with T.O., obviously. T.O. caught a lot of backlash for how he expressed his frustrations. He went about it a certain way. Everybody has their, their ways of going about it. T.O. does it one way. Antonio Brown does it another way. Odell Beckham does it one way. Right? Everybody has their ways. Amari Cooper was sitting here screaming. That was his version of screaming. Get me the doggone ball. I'm frustrated. There is no excuse for it. I can only do what I can do. I can't throw it and catch it. You hear all these little things that he said? He is, he is irate right now that he didn't have an opportunity to help his team win. And that this coordinator didn't find more creative ways to get him the ball. Because when you think about the number one receiver for any other high-caliber offense in this league, do they have a problem getting the ball, regardless of the defense? Not at all. Just keep throwing at him. Right? <laughs> Freaking it. Cooper Cup. Right? 160. I mean, go, go down the dog. On, go to every team. I don't Kansas City. Who who you think about when you, when you think about Kansas City? Kelsey and Hill. <laughs> Go go through go keep going. I mean Minnesota got two of them. They gonna make I mean, sure. Go, go to dog on Raiders. Go to Raiders. Sure Renfro. Devontae Adams is the <laughs> only guy in Green Bay's offense that scares anybody, and he still caught 123 passes this year. You know that teams were going into games. This is a problem for him. This is a this is a problem. So you're suggesting not cutting Cooper? <laughs> you better not cut Coop. Oh, I'll have a. You, I will have a fit. I mean, if you I see, will have if a you, fit. If not you, cut if you, Coop. Listen, if you if keep, the problem the problem isn't Coop. To talk radio. No, I don't listen. To that. Listen, if, the if, problem if, is not Coop. The problem you, is the guy that's trying to get the ball to Coop. If you are going to if you are or going the, to pay yeah. these dudes, if you're going to pay a guy a hundred million dollars, a running back ninety million dollars, your offensive coordinator better be prepared to get them dudes to the bread. But if they if they're not then why are they here? If Cooper was in Kansas City, what would he be doing? But, but, but that's what I'm saying, though. Catching so, a so, 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 which, so which one are you going to do, though? So gonna... Last year, they got him the ball. Uh-huh. Yeah. He had a, I think he had 90-something catches. before, he got the ball. So what happened this year? I, we talked about this on the break the other it. day. I I think, and I get it. And it was the same quarterback, by the way. Yep. There's, I'm not talking about the QB. I'm talking about the, the I'm, guy. No, I'm talking about that was almost yeah. the same offensive coordinator. The idea of, like, we have so many weapons, we're going to throw it where the defense isn't. Is no, I, In theory, it's a good idea, yeah, right? In theory. in theory. But it, it, it can't be. And for that matter, you can't just target Amari 20 times every game either. But there's got to be some give and take here. Like, there's got to be a determined effort. To be like, like, and in He's this your case, playmaker. I mean, Amari for one, but all. I mean, CD too. It's like we have we didn't target CD until the third quarter. Like that should just never happen. That it, it just can't. That can't happen. You can you can target Amari Cooper on almost every third down. Every third down, when you force the defense to get in man to man, you have an opportunity to target Amari Cooper or CD Lamb. You should be able to delegate what the defense is running. <laughs> Absolutely. I but, but Buda Baker said we're, check, we're checking in the stuff that that, uh, that isn't right. They tricked us into checking into something that just Bamboozle. didn't make any sense. Hoodwink. And y'all well, got a pick six on let us. Let maybe, <laughs> maybe they overthought it then. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, don't know, I really, I really appreciate the way we were all kind of we were down here when the show started, and we just <laughs> ramped it, ramped yeah. it all the way up. Hey, Mickey, will get you right. I'm here. <laughs> Mickey, will get you right. Man, no, that was good. Oh, and, I just yeah. saw the 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 crawler there, but they had uh, the interview for the Dolphins, and yeah. then they had Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn on. No, which so would not go down to that. Squid, squid games. <laughs> Cal- so tell me this. Uh, if you were a head coach and you were looking for a team, which quarterback or which team has a quarterback that you mm. would trust to go to? I am making has the best quarterback. I'm making a beeline for Chicago because I think Jacksonville is just a dysfunctional oh, yeah, mess. Too, but I'm, I'm talking about as far as quarterbacks, Jacksonville. I mean, Trevor, in terms great. of organizations, I'll have to say Chicago. What's happening with Deshaun Watson? I don't even want to touch that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, see, well, it sounds like he's out. Well, he's out. Then, yeah, I guess. I guess. It's I think Chicago, if they, I think if they get beat, flow. Yeah. I think he stays. Yeah, just. I mean, it depends on what do you have there at that point. I mean, because that, that's probably your best option is having. I think if he having, goes having a quarterback, if, if B flow goes to Houston, which I think will happen, I think he stays. Yeah, I mean, they if, find if, a way. If, if he's there, that's probably and he's able to play. Then yeah. that's probably your best bet for having a although, guy. Although a you got to deal with the GM down yeah. there. Yeah, that's that's his guy. I was there with Nick Flores. Nick, Nick Casario. 
Nick like, Casario was my receivers coach when I went to yeah, New Yeah, I mean, okay. Houston at this point. <laughs> and the GM. Houston at this point is basically <laughs> Foxborough South. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, all that's, they that's do. what I'm saying. And, and Brian Flores is a New England guy. So yeah, if sure. he gets his guy, he won't be calling down in the middle of the game and telling him, okay, <laughs> <laughs> here's what we need to do here. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, to Danny's point, I mean, Denver's got the best roster of any team with an opening, but unless you can promise me Aaron Rodgers is signing there in May, I don't want any part yeah. of it. I think Denver's about to have – I Russell think the Manning Wilson. family's about to take yeah. over the, the Denver. Yeah? No, I think you're probably right. Well, the, it's getting sold. Yeah, I think, I, I think the Manning family's about to buy it. Lots of questions. That, that would be don't. interesting. Yeah, them and John Elway. <laughs> I like that. Desperately trying to end the show, and y'all are just like, no, we're going to keep <laughs> and then, going. And then they'll raise their nephew who's getting ready exactly. to go to college, right? And Art, is, Art is a beast, too. Right? We're he, gonna, he's good. <laughs> Arch, oh, Arch, Arch is going to LSU. Don't even worry about it. I heard yesterday right it was road. either Georgia or Texas. The no. second coming oh, of Joe geez. Burrow, baby. That's right. Oh gosh. Look, all right. We're gonna. The news cycle is going to flip. Do, do Coach, we get to, do we get to do this again? Uh, I don't. I, there's gonna be another split show tomorrow. I don't think we're gonna be on it. I know I'm not. I'm taking the I'm day not off. I think Barry's on there. You uh, guys have the day off tomorrow. We got the day oh, off. Come on. Uh, but Mike McCarthy is going to talk at 2 p.m. Central mm. on today, Wednesday. What's the first question? My God, I don't know. David? There's a lot to get to. <laughs> yeah, David, it'll be, yeah, it'll be David Moore asking it, that's for sure. Uh, so stay tuned for that. This was a lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's I do enjoyed this, it. Let's this do this more great. often. It was good. Uh, for Danny, Isaiah, Mickey, I'm Dave. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all later. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!